Thank you for listening to audio from First Baptist Church of Flora. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.fbcflora.org. What if the church really was the church and acted like the church and served like the church? Can you imagine what a difference that would make in the world? Well, hopefully the church is doing what the church is called to do. Sure, there's some areas that we could improve on and some areas that are certainly more important than others, or it seems to be. We're all called to share our faith, and we're all called to serve God and to tell other people about our Lord and Savior Jesus. But we're also called to, to help other people, to serve other people, especially those who have real and genuine needs that we see and experience each and every day. This morning, the Lord put this message on my heart to, to share with you, and it's really all about each of us finding our place to be the church, to serve in the church, to be involved in the various ministries of our church. I know there's an old statistic that says about 20% of the people do the majority of the work in any organization. That's probably true even in church life. Hope it's not true at first floor. Hadn't been here long enough to figure that out, but we will one day. But hopefully more than 20% of the folks who are members of this church are serving in this church. You know, there's opportunities for all of us to serve. There's places where all of us can be involved in, in the service that God has for us. And today I want us to look at some of those. And at the end of our service, we're going to take a real close look at our bulletin. And if you don't have one, there, there's several available, and uh, we can make those, uh, we can get those in your hand if you'd like one. But if you would help us today consider where you can be serving in our church, there's a bunch of opportunities listed in the bulletin and at the end of the service we'll pass some of those out but the focus today is going to be finding your place to serve in our church our text this morning is taken from first peter and i would invite you to turn there first i think that's right maybe that's the wrong one sorry mark 10 43 through 45 first peter's a little later in the sermon mark 10 43 through 45 I invite you to stand as we read this text together, please. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. and. For this message, Father, I pray that you'd help us to receive it and, and look for opportunities, Father, to be involved in your work. Thank, thank you, Father, for all the great things that you're doing at our church. Thank you, Father, for all those who are already involved. And, Father, today I just pray that others will find an opportunity to plug in and get, get involved with, with the various ministries and all that's going on in our church. And, Father, today we, we want to be the church, Father. We want to reach out to this community and beyond. And, Share the love of Christ and help us to think that way today. In Jesus I pray, amen. In this particular text, uh, James and John had come to Jesus and they had asked him for an opportunity to sit at his right hand and his left hand. And Jesus was reminding them that if you really want to be elevated to a high place, you have to be a servant first. You have to learn how to serve and care for other people. 
The Bible tells us that we need to turn from our own ideas of what greatness is and turn to God's idea, what God has for us. And, of course, God's ideas and God's plans for us are always best, and they're always what's most important. <clears throat> you might think today, well, where should I serve? Where should I be involved in the church? Where should I be helping in the community? As I mentioned just a minute ago, there's a whole list of things in our bulletin that we really need help with right now. There are a lot of positions and places and opportunities to serve that need somebody serving even today. And there are many other opportunities that God's going to show us in the future, that God's going to bring to light. Guys, we're, we're really a blessed church in that our church is growing and people are coming to our church and we have new families and new children and new babies and new young people and new adults. And guess what? All of those need someone to help them and direct them and to serve them and to lead them and to guide them. So there's many opportunities available today and there will be many more to come where we can all be involved in serving. The truth is, we must be saved to be a servant. The reason being is because before we're a Christian, before we ask Christ in our heart, we're really focused on ourselves. That's pretty much all we know. We haven't learned what it means to serve other people and help other people the way that the Bible teaches us to and the way that God teaches us. We're all to, to serve and we're all to help. You know, salvation is really the prerequisite for serving anybody, and we've got to be saved first. Until that transforming power of God's grace comes into our lives, we really can't be a servant. So the first question for us to consider today is, are you a believer? Are you a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Has Christ come into your life and made a difference? Has he helped you move from your own sinful, selfish ways to think about other people and the needs that are all around us and the needs that are right here within this church? So salvation through Jesus Christ is the foundation for what we need to do as Christians and what we need to do as believers. Here's that text I was telling you about. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. In this particular passage, Peter is saying that each can also mean every. And what he's saying with that is everyone should be serving. Every believer, every Christian who's a member of this church should be serving God somewhere, somehow in the, in the body of this church and beyond. When we say everyone, that means everybody. No one's left out, right? Everyone should find a place to serve. We're all expected to serve. In fact, the scriptures teach us that again and again and again, that we're all expected to serve God and to serve one another. You know, service isn't just something that we get to do. It's an honor and a privilege to serve. And when we become a follower of Jesus Christ, that's exactly what we're called to do. We're called to serve one another. Serve one another. It's not just an, an action, it's also an attitude. It's a heart condition. It's a condition that we find within that comes from a relationship with Christ. And why do we serve? Well, because Christ served us. And Christ gave us a wonderful example in the Bible of how we should go about serving others. When you look at the life and ministry of Jesus, you see that he spent the majority of his time out serving other people, helping other people. So much so that many times he had to pull away to, to replenish his strength and replenish his ability to care for other people and serve them. He also needed to pull away and pray and ask the Father for direction and for guidance. So service is not just what you do, it's who we are. And it's who we become as a Christian. We, sh we should have serving hands because we have a, a servant's heart. That's the way God made us and the way he created us. 
In this particular passage, Peter didn't know the talents and gifts and abilities of the people that he was speaking to. In fact, he really didn't know them at all, but he knew that God called everyone to be a servant. Each of us are called to serve. An important truth that we can see here is that God will use anybody who is available. God can use anybody who is available. Don't have to have a seminary degree. We don't have to be multi-talented like Brother Gill, even though that's a good thing. God can use anybody to serve, and we're all called to serve. When we think about how Jesus served and how Jesus came and lived and died on the cross for us, we see the ultimate example of service. It's what we get to do as Christian followers. Psalms 102 says that we're to serve in a certain way. You probably know that passage. Serve the Lord with gladness. We're all to be joyful and happy when we serve the Lord. We shouldn't not only want to serve people with joy, but we should serve willingly and faithfully. It should be our heart's desire to be involved in service of the church and the ministries of the church. Remember, Jesus didn't come to be served, but he came to serve other people. And that's what our Christian life is really all about. You know, serving is what God made each of us to do. He's given all of us talents and abilities and gifts, and he expects us to use those in service to him in our church and beyond in the community. God created each of us with unique talents. Everybody in this room is unique. We're all gifted in different ways. And I, for one, am thankful for that. I'm thankful that you have talents that I may not have or abilities that, that I may not have. You may be able to do things that I can't. But God can use each of us working together to serve those who have needs and, and serve within our community. When I think about the, the gifts that God has given me, and you know each and every one of us have at least one gift. When we're saved and when we become a Christian, uh, God grants us a gift, some more than one gift, and we're able to help and serve other people. I think my gifts involve helping other people and ministering to other people. I also love to, to share the gospel with people and tell people about Jesus Christ. And we're to use all these gifts as believers to build up the church, to grow God's kingdom. As I said a minute ago, it doesn't take a seminary degree to, to be a servant. A lot of folks are reluctant to serve because they don't think they're qualified or they don't think they have what is required to be a servant. But God created each of us with all that we need to be a servant for him. Now, there are a couple of roadblocks to us serving God, and the obvious one is sin in our life. Sin causes us to not do what God asks us to do, right? What God commanded us to do and what God teaches us to do in his word. But we can also become selfish. We can think highly of ourselves or put ourselves up at, at a level where we shouldn't, just like the two disciples who asked Jesus for an opportunity to sit at his right hand and his left hand. Jesus said, you, you don't understand. That's not what I want you to do. I don't want you up here trying to be elevated above others. I want you down in the trenches. I want you down serving and helping. I want you to be in the church, as we saw in the video with, that when we began. As Christians, we're all called to live differently. We're not called to live just like the world. You know, the world says for us to, to grab what we can and get what we can and to climb to the top and be the best that we can be and all those things, but... Those are all inward focused, and those are all selfish. But we're called to serve other people and to think more highly of them than our own selves. You look at the life and ministry of Jesus. He spent a lot of his time with the outcast of the world, the folks who most people really didn't want to hang out with or be around. In fact, 
Almost every time Jesus ministered to sinful folks, he was criticized. He was rebuked, or he was, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be hanging out with, with religious folks or good folks. But Jesus said that's not what being a servant is all about. And then we know that Jesus paid the ultimate price by taking our sins to the cross. He gave his life in service for you and for I. Another roadblock to serving is folks' attitude about the church. Now, I'm sure no one in here has this attitude, but some people think that church is really all about them. Those folks come to church on Sunday and they find their seed and they listen to some songs and Gil, they might sing every now and then and they listen to a good word and they think, you know what, that was a great message. I, I think that preacher did a good job today. And then they head off to lunch and that's pretty much their extent of service. Well, Peter is telling us here, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Think of other people and not think of yourself only. Galatians 5, 13 and 14 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in these words, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Paul is telling us again here to not be selfish, to put other people's needs and wants and desires above our own. Today, words like serving and serving and, and helping aren't real popular to some folks because they're hard to do, to be honest with you. It requires an effort on our part. It requires some of our time. It means that we won't get to go do this, but instead we really need to go do this. And again, it shouldn't be a burden. It shouldn't be a chore. It should be something that we enjoy doing. An important principle to remember is that whatever we do, be it for the church or in our own life, it's all about God. Everything we have has been given to us by God. Every opportunity we have, every breath we breathe is a gift from God. And because of his goodness and mercy and, and love in our lives, we should serve him all the more and desire to do just that very thing. I want you to consider for just a minute what it really means to serve. And In just a couple of minutes, we're going to look at that list in the bulletin and give you an opportunity to, to get plugged in in serving. Serving isn't just for the pastor. It's not just for the staff or the, the church leaders. Serving is for everybody. It's for all of us. And it's all about our relationship with God. When we're in love with somebody, we do whatever we can to help them and to serve them. I love my wife, Debbie, and uh, yesterday she wanted to clean the house. And yesterday I didn't want to clean the house. But guess what? <laughs> I cleaned the house yesterday. I love my wife, and I want to serve her and help her and do what I can. All the more we love God and we want to serve Him. When we think about all the things that He's done for us and the way that He loves us and cares for us, that should be motivation and incentive for us to serve God and to do what we can because we're all, we're all called to be a servant. Well, there are three quick ways that I want us to look at how we can serve and the attitudes that we need to have. The first one is we need to serve with love. We need to serve with love. We just read in Galatians 5.13 that we are to serve one another in love. As I mentioned earlier, serving is, involves our heart and it involves our attitudes. And when we look at the life of Jesus, we see that it, it didn't matter to him who came to him. He, he didn't turn folks away because of who they were or where they came from or where they lived or the color of their skin or how much money they had or didn't have or what school they went to or anything like that, Jesus served all people. And he served them with love and humility, and he, he didn't care where folks came from. 
For us, that should be a lesson too. It doesn't matter where folks live or where they're from, in this town or in this state or even in this world. God has called us all to love and to serve unconditionally, just as Christ did that for us. There are several ways that we can serve with love. First, we can pray for each other. Ephesians six eighteen says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication for sinners. I don't know about you, but I love it when people tell me I'm praying for you or I have been praying for you, or they send me a text, we're praying for you. Man, that means so much to me, and that means so much to your staff to know that you're praying for us. And as believers, that's a simple thing that all of us can do. Everybody in this room can serve God by praying for other people. There's no reason that we're not serving God that way. So I hope that you're praying for each other as we're challenged to do in Ephesians 6. We can also share and give to those in needs. Hebrews 13, 16 says, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Probably can, it's a safe thing to say that most folks in, in the room today and maybe even listening are, are doing okay. Maybe life isn't exactly like we want it, but you know we have a, a food to eat and a, and a place to stay and maybe a job or a family or friends. We're blessed in those areas, and we've been given a lot. But there are a lot of folks who aren't as fortunate. Some of them live right here in our own community. I hear people say to me all the time, I, I don't think there are any specific needs that are close by. Yeah, there are a ton of needs that are close by. There are a lot of hungry folks right here in Flora and in Madison County. It's hard to believe one of the most affluent counties in our state, there are people who don't have enough food to eat. But boy, that's, that's the case. There are a lot of folks who don't have a roof over their head or they're crammed into a place with a bunch of other people because they can't afford their own place. So there are a lot of needs, and as Christians, we're called to try to meet those needs. Granted, we can't fix everything, and I fully understand that. And sometimes it breaks my heart that we can't do more than we we're able to do, but we are called to serve. Another one is to give encouragement. That's another way that we can show love. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. Boy, don't we all love a pat on the back or a way to go or, or attaboy or you're doing good? Those things mean a lot. Or an, even an encouragement as simple as saying I'm praying for you and that we do pray for one another. Philippians 2, 14 and 15 says that we're to serve with joy. Do all things without grumbling or disputing so you shine as lights in the world. You know, we're to lift God high so that other people can see him and follow him. And then we're to spread God's word. Psalms 96.3 says, Declare His glories among the nations, His marvelous works among all peoples. You know, our service really isn't acceptable unless it's filled with love. And love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus said the two greatest commandments are these, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Service without love can become a burden. It becomes can become cumbersome or become a joy or a duty and we lose our joy sometimes if, if those things happen but if we love God as we're trying to love other people that purifies our heart and our motives and our intentions so the motive for serving is always love and again first Peter 4 8 and 9 says above all keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a whole multitude of sins show hospitality to one another without grumbling and each as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace in our lives. 
The opposite of selfishness is serving other people. And we want to be uh, servants of God. God calls us beyond who we are and where we're at to what he would like for us to be. And that does include being a servant for him. The motive is always love. And, you know, I found that when we're serving other people and when we're helping other people, when we're doing the things that God called us to do, we're, we're more like Jesus than, than any other time in our lives. And, and I don't know about you, but my heart's desire each and every day is to be more and more like Christ. Isn't that what we should all strive to be, more like Jesus? Besides serving with, with love, we need to serve with honor. Romans 12, 9 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, and be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Share with the Lord's people who are in need, and then practice hospitality. Serving one another like Christ served does involve honor and respect. In this world that we live in, it's easy to, to think less of someone because of the situation they may be in. You know, on the video, we saw a lot of folks, maybe some who were homeless or without food or without clothing or without shelter. And sometimes it's easy to look down on those folks or to judge folks or to say that they're not worthy of, of something that God has for them. But I found in my own life, when God puts someone or something on your heart, it's a sin if we disobey that and not do what God calls us to do. So we're going to be faithful serving God and doing the things that he asks us to do. Our actions in our service should be a reflection of how Christ has served and honored other people. You know, when we get through in this life and we make it to heaven, we all want to hear our, our Father say, Well done, good and faithful servant. We want to be honored that way. And the way that we're going to be honored that way is simply by serving him while we're here. And then the last one, besides love and, and honor, we want to serve with humility. You know, when we look closely at the life of Christ, he was truly a humble servant. He humbled himself and became man. He was God and he left heaven to come down here in this sinful old place to show us how to serve and to love and to care for other people. Christ set a wonderful, wonderful example for us as to how we can serve and how we're to be serving other people. Jesus concluded uh, his ministry right before the cross by doing something very special with his disciples. Scriptures tell us in John 13, 14 that he took a basin and a towel and he knelt down and he, he washed the feet of his disciples. Now the feet of a disciple is a lot dirtier than the feet that we have today because they were out and about in dust and dirt and mud and as they traveled place to place their feet were nasty. Think about what you can do to help other people. That's probably one of the lowest, most humbling experiences that we could have is to kneel down and to wash some dirty feet of some folks. But he did that because he loved them and because he wanted to teach them what it means to serve and how they too can serve other people. Jesus concluded by saying, if you know these things, all the things we've talked about today, if you know these things and do them, then you will be honored and blessed. So as we wrap up today, I want to ask you a couple of questions. You don't have to answer out loud, but I sure hope you'll think about them. Do you think it's important for us to be serving other people? Do you think it's important? I see a few heads nodding. You don't have to answer, but I hope you'll think about it. Of course it's important. It's one of the things that Jesus taught and lived and modeled and shared with us again and again and again. Another question to consider is, what's the hardest part for you? Of serving somebody? Is it because of 
time constraints or your own desires and needs or whatever's going on in your life? Or is it because you don't feel like you're, you're talented enough or you're gifted enough? Or maybe you feel like that's something that somebody else does. That's not my job. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that we're all called to serve. We're all called to love and to care for other people. We've looked at some practical ways that we can, we can help others, and we're about to look at some more. Every one of us can pray, and I want to challenge you to pray for your church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for Brother John. Being a pastor and a leader of a church is, is a heavy burden. Pray for your staff as we try to follow the, his leadership and, and direct our church and through the various ministries that God has given us. Pray for your life group leaders. You know, we're blessed with a wonderful group of folks who, who faithfully serve us by teaching God's words week in and week out. Pray for your deacons and your other leaders in your church. And pray for one another. Pray that God would help us all see how we can, can be involved in serving. So today we want to think about finding your place of service. Now a lot of you may already be serving in the church. Um, before we get into that, I'd like to ask, if you'd like a bulletin and don't have one, there's a whole list of things that we're going to talk about. Would someone like one? Brother Gill's got some down front. Just raise your hand and we'll... Anybody need a bulletin? Okay. In the center of your bulletin, right in the middle, you'll see opportunities to serve at First Baptist Church. Opportunities for you to serve at our church. I'd like to go over these, and then I want to challenge you to think about how you can be involved in serving in one or more of these areas. Maybe there's some area that you would like to serve in that we don't even have listed. You Feel free to write that in and, and add it to the list, and we'll see what we can do. But let's go over these for a quick minute and help you better understand what we're needing. Serve at 11 o'clock with our preschoolers. Since we transitioned back to uh, the Sunday school hour in the middle and the worship services on either end, we... We have a huge uh, need for folks to serve with our preschool ministry at 11 o'clock. I know that we've been talking about this for, um, Gil, probably six, eight weeks or more, and in fact, it's even still printed in the bulletin. Here's what we need. We need six or eight folks who will say, I can serve in the preschool department six times a year. That's six hours out of a year. That's not much, is it? Brother Kent, that's not much, is it? Six hours out of a year. That's, that's what we're asking you. Serve six hours an entire year. Every two months, you'll be part of a team, and at 11 o'clock, you'll go over and you'll rock some babies and you'll play with some children, some little ones. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it really is because we're growing. We've got all these wonderful babies and children, and God is blessing, and we need help in this area. Cindy says she still needs... 15 to 18 folks at 11 o'clock. You'll serve on a team that will rotate every two months for the rest of this year and then next. So you'll basically serve six hours an entire year. I guess if you're looking for an easy service opportunity, this would be one of them. Because six, six hours and you're done is, is what we're asking you. I think uh, my wife and I are signed up to be a part of that. Some of the other staff are, are on, that, on one of those teams. And I want to challenge you to, to pray about that and think about that. Shoot, I don't know that you even need to pray about it. You just need to put your name on there and circle it and say, I can do that. That's something we can all do for sure. We can serve at our welcome center at either worship service. That, the welcome center is right out the door here, and we're trying to bring this one up to speed with signs and videos and donuts occasionally. By the way, no donuts today because I'm preaching, but maybe next Sunday we'll get the donuts back out there. So 
don't be mad at me. I'll do, do better next week. But we need help with our welcome desk, and we need help with greeters. Eventually, we'd like to move greeters out into the parking lot. We have a golf cart, and we have folks who'd like to direct visitors to go over here and, and sign in here and get plugged in here. And we're going to need a lot of people to make that happen. So that's an opportunity to serve. There's also teams who serve on the welcome and the greeting uh, function of our church. So you wouldn't be serving every Sunday, you'd just be serving as you would in the preschool area. <clears throat> Pardon me, we can serve with, uh, with community ministries. One of the things we'd like to, to start is a, is a Tuesday night Bible study for our community. For those who aren't able to come on Sunday morning for whatever reason, we're looking for a, a life group that will meet on Tuesday evening and we'll need some, some folks to help teach there, some folks to help prepare food and to, to serve the community. It'll be about an hour, hour and a half on a Tuesday, Tuesday evening. You can serve with our food ministry. That ministry continues to grow and it continues to meet the needs of a lot of people. And we are weekly trying to do things over there. Lately, it's been trying to come up with food because the food supplies have grown real short. So you can serve in that area. We're going to have a canned food drive during the entire month of October. And let me tell you a little bit about that. We're going to ask each of you to, to go shopping and, and bring us some canned food items. We'll have a specific list of things that we need. And here's, here's the catch, or the fun part of it. We're going to have an Ole Miss table, a Mississippi State table, and a Southern table. And you bring your canned food item and you put them on the table of the team that you'd like to win the, the food bowl, if you will, in our church. So you can help us with uh, collecting food and canned food items to, so that we can meet the needs of others and serve other people in our community. You can serve with local missions. There's a lot of folks who have needs in our community that we try to help and beyond. Uh, the new ministry we want to start is the laundromat ministry. Uh, Brother uh, Dante Fontenot wants to go over once a week or so and, and help folks get their, their clothes cleaned and tell them about Jesus and use the laundromat right here in Florida. And I thought, well, what a great opportunity to serve. And if that sounds like something you'd want to do, you, could, you can circle that one. You can, serve as a, you can serve as a disciple maker. We're in the probably close to the end of our year of making disciples. We have 127 people involved in that ministry, and we look forward to making more disciples next year. We're getting ready to start a brand new disaster relief team, and this team will go and help folks whenever disaster strikes, uh, certainly in, in our town and in our state, but even beyond that. We're going to get you trained and equipped. We're going to have a trailer full of tools, and we're excited about that potential. If that sounds like something you'd like to be involved in, you can circle that one. And then you can serve on mission trips to Haiti and Colorado, Mission Arlington. Our Haiti trip has been determined for 2023. It's going to be June, I think, the 17th. Don't hold me to that date, but it, it is on the calendar, and we'll have it, that information available very soon. We're also going to go over to Mission Arlington and, and meet a lady who runs that ministry. And It's going to be a weekend trip, so those that work during the week and want to take a, a family mission trip, this will be a great opportunity. Drive over Friday after work, serve all day Saturday, and then part of the day Sunday, drive back home. But you'll see how that ministry is functioning, what they're doing to serve and, and minister to their community. So as we conclude our service today, I want to ask you to take this list. If you feel led to do so today, I'm going to invite you to put your name, your email, and your phone number on there. And go ahead and circle an opportunity to serve other people in our church. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. During our invitation time, you can bring it and lay it on the altar here at the front, or if you want to think about it a little bit longer, you can bring it uh, by as you're exiting or later in the day, or you can drop it by the office uh, one day this week. But I found if we'll go ahead and do, make our commitment now, not forget about it, 
and not stick it in our Bible and say, oh, I forgot to do that. Go ahead and make that commitment now. And let's promise, make a promise and a commitment to the Lord today that we want to serve and we want to be involved in serving. We want to find our place of service in our church. As we began today, I, I reminded you that we can't serve God until we're a believer. Maybe you're here today and you haven't asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that if we confess Jesus as the Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we can be saved. The Bible also tells us that God loves us and gave us Jesus, and if we confess him as our Lord, then we can be saved. Maybe you're, you're here today and, and you've been thinking about asking Christ in your heart and you, you need to be a believer. During our invitation, we'd love to hear about that. We would invite you to come and share that. Maybe you feel like you would like to go ahead and commit to a service opportunity and you'd like to bring that to the altar and just lay it here or on the table and commit to God today that you want to be involved in serving God through this church and beyond. Maybe there's other decisions that you have. Maybe you're looking for a church home to get plugged into and to serve. Well, I think we've got a great one. We'd love to have you and love to get you involved. Guys, thank you so much for, for hearing what God's put on my heart. I hope that it has been an encouragement to you today to realize that God is, is active and working in our church and community, and that's a blessing. Uh, many churches can't say that. And because of that blessing, we need to, to find opportunities to plug in and get busy serving God. So think about how you can serve and where you can be involved. Let me pray for us, and then we'll have our time of invitation. Father, we thank you again for your word today. Thank you for teaching us the importance of serving you and serving others. Father, help us to be faithful to do that this day and beyond. And Father, all the needs that we have in our church, Father, we know that you're going to meet those, and we're trusting you. Father, today, if you place that on someone's heart, I just pray you'd help them to make a commitment to serve you and to be involved in the various ministries of our church. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus, I pray. Amen.